This podcast is brought to you exclusively by the Publisher's Desk Podcast Network and the Reality Check Podcast Network. Welcome to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland, a unique podcast that breaks down all of the topics in life you want to hear about from someone who's been there, done that, and lived through it all. No topic is off limits, and all things will be discussed with thought-provoking knowledge that will make you look at things in a different way. Just Thinking for times like these. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland, and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck are you guys doing today? Did you hear that little cough? <clears throat> I was doing it. Nothing serious. It's a beautiful day here in New York. I'm uh, recording this show at 1 p.m. in the afternoon on a gorgeous sunny day. I've been out all morning, and I got in. I'm having a delicious cup of coffee and doing one of my favorite things, maybe my most favorite thing in the world, well, there's a couple of other things, but we can't get into that. That would be TMI. <laughs> is doing my great show here with you called Just Thinking. And it's the 9th of June, in case you're interested when the show is being done. Because like I say in all the shows, things are moving so rapidly in the world, man. You don't know what's going to happen between 1 o'clock in the afternoon and 3 p.m., two hours later. No less tomorrow when you get this show on the 10th. Actually, at midnight, you know, just in, a, in about... Um, uh, 12 hours, you know, you'll get this show. So anyway, I hope everybody is uh, being real safe out there uh, with all the things going on with all the protests, whether they be peaceful or not peaceful or whatever. The coronavirus, which is still alive and well throughout the world, just wiping people out and kind of worming its way around. I'm going to be doing some shows on that again this week, although people may be a little burnt out on that or a lot burnt out. There's still a lot to cover on that or think about that. But today, I have a, I think is a really great show and something we could probably spend 20 shows on. And it kind of shows you how America, uh, you know, and some countries do the same thing, but particularly Americans, in, in my experience, and, and I've traveled abroad and uh, spent considerable time in, in other countries in Europe, uh, I, I can't say that I've been in Africa or South America or places like that, but I've been all over the United States and, you know, been to Canada and been to several countries in Europe and, and like I said, you know, spent significant periods of time there. And, uh, you know, you see people have some similar temperaments to Americans and, and then they don't. Uh, there's some cultural differences. But one of the things that I noticed that we have uh, greatly in America, uh, we have this knee-jerk reaction in many cases, and it's been really intensified by social media. It's been really intensified by, I hate to say it again, by Donald Trump, this constant, constant divisiveness. And, you know, what the fuck next is this guy going to do? You know, what crazy stunt is he going to pull with the military? What, you know, what is he going to do? He's He's got people at a fever pitch, which he likes. In many ways, he, he controls the news cycle. He gets all these things, you know, going. He makes outrageous and crazy claims. Uh, the latest one today has to do with the topic of the show, has to do with policing. Do we need a police force? And I live in New York, and the police in Buffalo I'm very, have been to Buffalo many times. And they knock some, you know, protester, 75-year-old man, right on his ass. 
uh, you know, he wasn't doing anything of any great shakes and he, he got pushed, you know, a, a really good hard shove with the baton pushed out in front, you know, as these guys supposedly are trained to do. But, you know, they have to use judgment with that. And again, 75 year old, big, tall, thin, doddering old guy comes up and they gave him the old shove and boom, down, cracks his head, goes out. You see blood running on the concrete. What does our wonderful president say? He's faking. He was using a scanner to interfere with something. Holy Jesus Christ. Well, all of these uh, riots and protests and everything are, that are going on right now, obviously, uh, they're not exclusively about br the police brutality, as they would say in the 60s or 70s. You know, but now it's just, you know, uh, just just knocking people off left and right. And everything's being caught on video. And uh, these guys are roughhousing people. They're gaslighting people. They're wasting people. They're overreacting. Um, you know, they feel they're empowered to do a lot of crazy things and keep minorities, keep people of color, keep black Americans, poor Americans, uh, Americans that they choose under their thumb and to control them uh, in many ways. And people have had it. And these protests, man, are not stopping, as I've reported every single time. And I, you know, it's really necessary. These protesters are, are going to wind up saving democracy uh, in the oddest of ways, but they will. But one of the things that they're calling for, and I see all, I mean, many of my colleagues who, uh, you know, are highly educated people, and, uh, you know, every time something comes out, uh, like, um, Last year, the, you know, this phrase, it's a nothing burger, you know, and, and then that gets used all the time or boots on the ground years ago, you know, um, when we started uh, invading other countries, uh, you know, surgically, we got boots on the ground, you know, we get these buzzwords, we get these memes that they're called. And the, the new one that came out with these protest, protesting things is defund the police. And in Minneapolis, of all places, the city council has voted to... Um, not just uh, from what I understand for the news, I find it hard to believe. I haven't even fully investigated because I don't think it can or ever will happen. Uh, it's not only to defund the police, but it's to um, to sit there and abolish the police, disband the police and have some kind of other security system or some other system of uh, you know providing for the services that the police provided for. Now, uh, I'm, I support the military. I support, support proper policing and things like that. I do not support the, the severe militarization of the police. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. And the overreaching and the stuff that they've been doing in the... In the um 
institutionalized uh, kinds of racism uh, and double standards and, you know, all the shit that the police pull. And they do pull a lot of shit. Uh, and anybody who says that they don't, you know, come on, man. Let, let, let's get with reality on that. Uh, I know that's not critical thinking, but I know better on that. So, you know, let, let's let's not go there on the show. But of course we can, you know, uh, do that if you like. So now the protesters in many cases and many cities that have had enough of these sons of guns or the bad police have come up with this idea of, you know, abolishing the police force. You know, do we need them at all? Other people have said to divert some of the money that go to police, that there's too much money going to them. They're being asked to do things that aren't policing and put those money in other areas. And I think that's what is meant by defunding the police. It should really, uh, you know, it's it's a term that people use like a nothing burger or it's a, it's a bureaucratic term. And people get the wrong idea when they hear that. When they hear of defunding, it means eliminating. And it's not the same thing. Defunding is not eliminating the police. So you've got all these things. Now, my point is that all of that stuff has to be examined once we understand that we don't want this kind of behavior from the police anymore. That's the first step, you know, to say these are the behaviors that are unacceptable. And then, uh, I guess, having, you know, designed many programs for staff, what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. It's no different whether you're a policeman or you're a psychologist or you're a teacher or a human service provider for somebody. First, you have to know what the need is. Then you have to know, you know, what areas of the need have to be addressed and then who's going to address it and what are their responsibilities. And, you know, it's, it's not a very complicated formula. As a matter of fact, really good administrators, people in the military, great generals, great logistics people, uh, people who, do, who understand how to have a strategic plan and a tactical plan. You know, that means the long run, long term and short term goals. You know, they know you, you, lay, you lay these things out. It's a business plan for lack of a better uh, for lack of a better example. And you keep it simple. Uh, you keep it real and things usually work pretty effectively. So using that in mind, I'm going to answer the question today, do we need a police force? Of course we need a police force. <laughs> and we particularly need a police force in neighborhoods where people are poor, where there may be elevated crime rates. Uh, you know, just like we're tracing the coronavirus and we say the, the way to mitigate that or to eliminate that or to do better is to find out where it's present. That's the same thing that some of the stuff that goes into policing. You know, how do we prevent these things? How do we mitigate crime? How do we do, you know, how do we do all those kinds of things? And we, we need a police force to do that, in my opinion. And I, I, I mean, history shows that in common sense. Before I get into some other things about what police should do, uh, you know, like how they're operationally defined, which is like a good starting point, like what do we think that they should do? And then we can see what they're doing that doesn't fit into that. That's pretty friggin' easy. Um, you know, you have to take a look at the, the notion going right back to the fact, do we need police? Do we need somebody to protect us? Do we need somebody to enforce laws that society puts in, you know, puts into place? To me, common sense is categorically, yes, of course you do. Unless you want to be out on a vigilante patrol or, you know, riding horses around like on Bonanza from years ago and, and being part of a posse with the local sheriff 
or you know, you know, having uh, the law in your own hands. We don't do that in big cities and, and in civilized worlds and things like that. We have professional people who do that for us because sometimes violence is involved with that. Sometimes lethal force is involved with that. People have investigative techniques and things. And here's the other thing. Well, you have all these police doing terrible things to other people. Uh, and, you know, people who are not guilty of any kind of a major crime or, or a major thing, and they certainly don't need these kind of consequences. Hey, man, let's 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 go right back to old Stan Wangland in Brooklyn. There's a lot of bad mama jamas out there, man. There's a lot of bad actors and actresses out there. There's people who kill people. There's people who rape people. There's people who beat the living piss out of their husbands or wives. There's people who abuse their kids. There's people who rob and mug you. There's people who carjack. There's people who steal from banks and stores. You can't disband the police unless you're going to give everybody a friggin' gun and a badge and say citizen's arrest. It doesn't work that way. So, of course, we need a police force. And when you're up in arms, and I'm up in arms by saying, what the hell kind of characters do we have beating the piss out of us, violating our rights and everything else like that? It doesn't mean that we need uh, need to disband the police force. It means that we need to reorganize the police force, clarify what the objectives, how we, oper- how we operationally define what a police force is, and then make sure the sons of bitches who work for that thing, the police are actually doing what the fuck they're supposed to do. You know, it's like when you see doctors or psychologists or social workers. I've seen doctors and, I mean, it's like, you want, I've, I've said to a fellow psychologist, I'll use my own profession, I said, when did you stop being a psychologist? Where do you come up with this shit? You just dream things up and you don't use scientific methods anymore. You you apply tests and standards that uh, that you make up that aren't part of the protocol for the tests. You somebody appears to be something, so you give them a diagnosis. You don't do that. It has to be based on empirical information. You get what I'm trying to say. Every discipline, every job has a set of, of what people, you know, has a set of standards and behaviors and things that people want from you and that you say that you'll do. You don't violate those things and just go in and change them. So what are police uh, people, you know, what are police officers supposed to do? You know, there's mission statements and things like that about police. I have a couple of them. And then responses, responses to those things. You know, generally, I was looking looking up a lot of different definitions and, and things on police, and it's pretty much the same. I would always think the, the police are there to protect and serve you. That's so broad-based that you got to break it down a little bit. But the police are a body of, of officers that represent the civil authority of government. They represent your authority and my authority. We give them authority. That shit where you say that, you know, they work for us. They do work for us. We don't have to obey them. We don't work for them. We have to obey the civil laws. And police typically should be responsible for maintaining public order and safety. Yeah, that's what we need them for. So um, if, if you're sitting on your porch and a bunch of kids next doors are breaking bottles and you know, breaking up cars or doing things they shouldn't do. What do you want to do? You want to go down there and have them beat the shit out of you or your husband or your kids or get into a shoot a shootout with somebody? No, you call professionals who are the police who are there to maintain public order and safety. Your safety and also the kids doing the, the rotten things that they shouldn't be doing. 
The police are there also to enforce the law so that you don't get into a punching, shooting, stabbing, or a violent interaction with somebody else. Have you ever had something with a neighbor or somebody, or you have an accident with a car and somebody becomes abusive, or the neighbors want to uh, obey the law, or they're burning things, or doing certain things, or screaming and yelling all night long, and you've asked them and tried to be polite, but they won't obey the laws of the town, or the village, or anything else. Rather than you going over there and getting involved in a, in a shootout, or a punch-out, or something dangerous, you hire professionals who are supposed to be trained in de-escalating things and then enforcing the law, meaning to just what it says, to enforce, to, to forcefully, if necessary, make sure that somebody complies with the law. Okay? So that's what the police do. And they save you and I from doing things unprofessionally, in theory. They're also there to prevent, to detect and investigate criminal activities. If you eliminate the police and I eliminate the police, then uh, you can have people prey on you or your neighborhood or your family. Uh, like again, they could be sex offenders, they could be molesters, they could be rapists, they could be criminals, they could be muggers, they could be drug dealers. The police are there with, you know, with detectives and forensic techniques and science and you know, people on the street to prevent, detect, and investigate criminal activities. Those functions are known as fundamental policing. They're not there to tell you, for example, wipe that smile off your face. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, and somebody says, or somebody says, are you detaining me? And ask you a question and not answer their question and be disingenuous. No, if there's a law saying that you can detain somebody, then you detain them. If there is no law to do that, you have no law to enforce. And that's what protesters are saying. The police aren't there to roust you. They're not there to fire you up or to impose their will, like many trainers of police think. Uh, you know, you know. sometimes you have to impose your will. A person will have to follow your command because things can get dangerous. But that's when you have made the judgment as a professional that you are preventing, detecting, uh, and enforcing the law, or you're preventing or detecting criminal activity and you want it to stop, or there's the possibility of harm to, to somebody, including the person that you're giving a command to. You don't cuff somebody, for example, like Mr. Floyd, and then you decide once that person's in your custody by being cuffed, that you're going to teach them a lesson or you're going to, you know, you're not going to provide for their safety. You don't do that. Those things are abuses of, you know, what a police officer is supposed to do, in my opinion. And this is why we don't want to ever even entertain what I think is a foolish notion, a foolish notion of disbanding the police. That's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. That, that's really, really silly. You know, I saw um, uh, some information that described what um, 
some people think of the three functions of police. And it says the functions of the American police, including providing basic social services, maintaining order and controlling crime. Uh, that's pretty, um, uh, that's pretty uh, pervasive in terms of so many things. I think this is part of the problem. I think uh, police are there to be good representatives of our government, our laws, but they're not there to be social service workers. They're not there to be social workers and doctors and healers and priests and ministers. And I know lots of police officers like that. They like being friends and, you know, it's the police athletically and the police pals and stuff like that. And that's good for public relations and people being part of the community. If that's what the community wants and they define that as the role, then fine. But maybe that's expecting too much from the police. And I think that's what people mean by defunding some of the police. Maybe the police departments or the safety departments or whatever they would be called for a neighborhood or town or village or city have to hire more social service professionals to do their job. Maybe they have to have, um, you know, uh, different agencies have more after school programs or they have to fund the school a little bit different or have liaison with the police departments and fire departments and other things so that people can understand what they do. I'm just giving you some ideas. They could take some of the money uh, from the police force and other areas. Uh, they're just decisions on how to allocate money. And I think it would, people have said this for years. This would be a very good thing with our armed forces, starting with the military. And again, I come from a military family, like all the way, baby. Everybody's been involved in it. One of my daughters, my son is a disabled person. I'll mention it again, myself, my father, my nephews, my father-in-law, my grandson. Come on, man. You know, but look at the budget that we have. A lot of things go wanting because, uh, you know, do we need all those fighter planes? Do we need all, you know, all the, you know, all, all these things, you know, or, or is that a smokescreen for what President Eisenhower called the military industrial complex? So, you know, the protesters are saying the same thing. They know how their shit rolls. Some police departments may need, may need more money and others maybe uh, money needs to be better spent, you know. Other people think police officers have four major responsibilities that I've seen. Again, here comes back to enforcing laws, preventing crimes, responding to emergencies, and providing support services. See, that's the one. Uh, what the hell does that mean? Providing support services. Maybe that means uh, like um, if there's a funeral going on, sometimes you'll see a policeman there. He's directing traffic. Or in responding to an emergency, the police works with the fire department or an EMT, or we'll go with a social worker from the Department of Social Services to take somebody out of the home. That makes pretty good sense. Okay. So you see why we need, why we need police? I, I like this one too. The duties of a police officer are also known as a law enforcement officer. See, I like that. I'm a law enforcement officer, that, you know, which is clear. I'm here when somebody says, what are you doing here? If I show up, you want to say, what law am I breaking? Or what law, law is in question? Because the police officer is a law enforcement person. And if he can't tell you what law that you're disobeying, then maybe he should leave you the fuck alone. Maybe he shouldn't ask to look in your car or do this or do that. And that's the complaint of a lot of people. You know, if there's a, if there's a light out or something on your car, fine. What are you making it a big deal after that for? Why does it have to get to gunfire? For things like that. 
what what law are you enforcing that that uh, that goes to lethal force because somebody doesn't he gets mad at you or gives you lip no you can't shoot somebody if you're a civilian you certainly can't shoot somebody if you're a policeman or beat the living piss out of them for that so the police officer as a law enforcement officer the focus of that is protecting people and here's a biggie their property we want our property protected. We don't want our cars broken into or smashed up. We get awful mad. We want. We don't want our neighborhoods, our homes, our businesses, the playgrounds, the parks, all those things. We need police. We need police to be assigned to those. We need police so that we can walk safely on the streets. We can. We need police so that uh, our the our neighborhoods are patrolled so that we can sleep safely at night, or there aren't uh, you know dens of criminals all over the place. Okay. Does that sound so old fashioned? Dens of criminals? Well, listen, buddy, I worked in corrections for a number of years. Yeah. You want to see some bad actors, some sociopathic people? I hate to say it. Uh, you know, the population of the world, if, you, if, if, it was a, if it was a haven on earth, there'd be a population of people who were bad actors just by statistical uh, measures. So, yeah, we're always going to need police, at least at this point in time. But these law enforcement people who were protecting our people and property and everything else, patrolling areas and everything else like that, they have jurisdictions. They respond to call calls. They enforce laws. They make arrests. See, and that's something we have to understand. Police, if they're going to enforce the laws, have to make arrests. They issue citations and they testify in court. Now, here's the thing with this stuff. When police are making arrests and they're enforcing the laws, they have to do so in manners that we, as the civilian authority, the people who empower them, say are acceptable. There are levels of force that you can use depending upon the situation. And if somebody's going to stab a police officer or shoot a police officer or try to beat them to death or something, and that does happen routinely hundreds and thousands of times every week directed towards police people without their provocation, then the police have to have the ability to respond to that in the act of enforcing the laws that we want them to enforce. Okay? So we have to understand that. We can't be, you know, photographing them and questioning them every single time they're doing something and interfering with what they're doing. But we have every right to observe what they're doing. And if we want to photograph it, as long as we don't interfere with it, as long as we don't, as long as it's not clearly, uh, you know, illegal with what they're doing, in my opinion, and police should readily answer who they are, be properly identified, have their badges and names and all identification mm -hmm. there. And there should be agencies within the agency that were headed by civilians along with police representatives like the old review boards that are really empowered to say, hey, what's going on here? There are certain standards that we want from you. If you find them too difficult, then you don't want to be a police officer in the 21st century. See, that's where I'm coming from. And there's one important one here. It says occasionally police will testify in court cases. And you want to know something? The days of, uh, you know, if you have a body cam and you're supposed to have it on all the time, then Jesus Christ, what's all this stuff? The body cam wasn't on. It was this and that. You know, that's like a routine thing that happens now. That's bullshit. Uh, how about lying uh, when you're testifying in, in court uh, and making things? I mean, that's collusion. That's that's perjury things like that. What about that kind of stuff? You know, what about that kind of stuff? You know, should that go on? 
So, you know, these, these are things I think we need to really, uh, you know, uh, we really need to think about and and again you know take a look and see what you think uh, about where you when defund the police what does that really mean and what does that imply are you thinking that you want to abolish the police I'm saying absolutely no way Jose we don't want to abolish the police we want better policemen we want uh, police that know what they're doing, the police that are certified, police that are properly educated, police that behave properly, and police that feel comfortable being, uh, you know, on occasion, somebody will have a complaint and they just say, well, fine, if you want to complain, complain and it's properly investigated. And, you know, and the police are, are like anybody else. If they're under investigation, they're presumed innocent until proven guilty. If there's something that uh, you, you have right on the tape that looks damning uh, or dangerous and everything else, and like just like on my job when I work for the state, I could be put on administrative leave pending an investigation. That's just good common sense. I like that idea that there should also be registra- registries of people for policemen of, you know, of complaints against them. We have that in the medical profession. We have that in all the, uh, in psychology and social work and whatever, people, uh, human service providers. They're on a registry of people who've had citations against them and things like that. So you can know if you're going to a therapist who's been accused five times of sleeping with a client. I mean, that's just good common sense, you know? An interesting thing to do is to also look at the mission statements of, of a police force. Uh, and uh, I always felt it was always very important in life to have a, a mission statement and your idea what you know what 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 is what is your primary goal in life? Uh, other people think that's a thing of the past, but they have them. Here's one for example from um, from uh, from the uh, from California and it says by working in partnership with the community, we strive to promote public safety and crime prevention through education and enforcement to maintain public order while preserving the legal rights of all individuals, to provide efficient and courteous service, and to reduce the impact of crime. I think that's pretty good. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of other ones from different police departments, uh, and and they're pretty uh, similar. And, uh, you know, I think they would give a police officer a general idea of what the overview is and the police mission statement is to bring the, the rule of law uh, into a, a sense of understanding by the officers, the public, and you and I, the civilian authority. And that's something the police definitely have to get through their head if they want to survive this. That it's the civilians who have authority, not the police. The civilians decide, are, you know, our, our citizen population decide what kind of laws that we want, how we want them enforced, at what levels, and what's acceptable. Uh, and if they don't want to do that, if they feel that that's inappropriate, uh, you know, and they feel that they're above the law, they should not be on the police department. And you know where you're going to see this? There's, um, uh, uh, I, as I was looking at the mission statements, Here's one uh, that I found. I guess it's a, a positive site for, uh, for police officers. I don't even know. It's called policeone.com. And uh, I don't know if he's the head of the site or just um, uh, you know, a, a person who's uh, you know, doing this one episode here. But his name is Chief Joel Schultz. And he has a doctorate in education. He says, 
Passion for the job. Five things I hate about department mission statements, he says uh, in his thing. If, if your mission statement is longer than the Pledge of Allegiance or doesn't fit on your business card, ditch it before somebody actually reads the whole thing. And uh, he's talking about mission statements and guiding values were the thing to do a few years back. They still have a value and a place in our policy, websites, and in our hearts. However, if you want to read some good fiction and wonder what the heck some departments think their purpose is, check out random department websites and look at some of their mission statements. Here are a few things I hate about some of your mission statements. Flowery language doesn't belong in things. If you have the phrase enhancing the quality of life, that's just plain wrong. You know? Uh, what? Totally unrealistic expectations of officers. I hate to break it to you, but many of your own officers don't know the department's mission statement. Uh, this guy's breaking it and he's a chief of police. Hey, if you don't know what the fucking mission statement of, of, of your department is and you're out there with somebody's life, the problem is you. I work for the Office of People with Developmental Disabilities and uh, used to be called the Office of Mental Retardation and Developmental Disabilities. When we were mandated to know our mission statement, let me tell you, we would do uh, checks all the time. And I would say to people, tell me the mission statement. It was just like when I was in the military, they would ask you, you know, the third general order. What? This is a guy who's chief of police and he thinks it's totally unrealistic that an officer should know their mission statement. So what do you go out there with a gun and a taser and everything else like that? You don't know it? Now, see, he's a policeman. See the disconnect here? Do you see where I'm coming? He doesn't like that. And he, he thinks he's a straight shooter. He's talking about, and he's an older white male on here. He's talking about how the cops feel about things, and he's talking right to them. Do you really have to say that you'll have a high ethical code, that you'll enforce the law with, law with integrity, that you'll respect constitutional rights? Did your officers and the public see that in your mission statement one day and say, gee, that's a good idea? Who would have thunk it? As, as though these things aren't foundational values that go without saying. What? That they're foundational values? That's what you think? Hey, a lot of people don't think that. And there's a thing called cognitive dissonance. This guy has a, a doctorate in education. And it states that the more that you say something, the more that you believe it. Ask Donald Trump when he tells you that everything is a conspiracy theory or people making shit up. The more you say that, the more you believe that nonsense. nonsense. But on the other hand, if you say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The more you say it, the more you believe it. I pledge allegiance to the flag. You get it. The military uses that all the time. So this guy, uh, he, he said, no, no, that goes without saying. Once again, no, these are people who don't have to account to values, to missions, to, you know, those kind of things. The mission needs to state the obvious, to protect and to serve. Okay? Uh, and then he talks about the fact, did you mention that you are armed government agents with the power of a life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Did you mention that you arrest bad guys and hope they go to prison? Uh, I don't expect any mission statements to, that read cuff them and stuff them, but we can be a little more realistic. Do you have a mission statement uh, you know, uh, you know, th that is a rambling essay on all good things, uh, those kind of things. And then he goes on to say, police work is a wonderful mix of services and expertise. We are heroes doing a thousand different jobs. Bingo. This to me is part of the problem. Stop with this thing when you're a policeman that you are a hero. Stop this, this thing in America that we have that everybody who does something that they take on 
willingly to do that they are hero. No, not every policeman is a hero. As a matter of, like like every policeman isn't uh, a, a villain. And here's the the biggest thing. But the one thing we do best that no one else can do is to bring the rule of law to criminals by the use of force. We can enhance and empower and collaborate all day long. But in the end, it's our badges and guns and guts that make the difference. If that's not in your mission statement, you might consider sneaking it in someplace when nobody's looking. And what does this guy do? Joe Schultz operates Street Smart Training and is the founder of the National Center for Police Advocacy. Boom. There you go. I'll repeat it. And this is the problem. And I'm glad I'm using this as an example. But the one thing we do best, we heroes here, see, just we're the, we're the saviors here. We're the heroes. We do it best and nobody else can do it. We bring the rule of law to criminals by the use of force. We can enhance and empower and collaborate all day long. And he's telling you all that other stuff is a bunch of horse shit. But in the end, it's our badges and guns and guts that make the difference. Hey, man, all you got to do is watch Tombstone with Kevin Costner about Wyatt Earp. It's the same thing he says in Dodge City. We don't live in Dodge City. We don't live in Dodge City. There you go. There's the them and us mentality right there. We're heroes. People don't understand us. Uh, all that other stuff sounds good. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's our guns and guts and everything else. And once you start thinking that way, you're fully prepared to bust somebody's head. So do we need a police force? Yes, we do. Do we need that kind of stuff that I saw on police1.com? Absolutely not. Uh, I'm sure um, you know, Chief Schutz has some uh, good ideas in there. But I disagree fully. Do police have to be, um, do they have to have guts? Do they have to have courage? Do they have to have um, the ability to do some difficult things? You better believe it. Do they on many occasions act in a heroic way? I'm sure they do. You know, but they also have to use their head. They have to know how to de-escalate things. They have to know who they work for. They have to know what the goals are. They have to know what the laws are. They have to know, uh, is it worth it to pursue certain things to, to certain levels? Or is it or is it best not to do that? You know, kind of like, the, does the punishment fit the crime? Do we need to bring things to this level? Policing people, enforcing laws is a very skillful, uh, is a very skillful thing. It's a lot like being a psychologist. And knowing how to take people who are half out of their mind at any moment and how to talk to them responsibly and all of a sudden, uh, you know, get them to respond to you in a calm manner. Not to call for two attendants to say, we well, got put this guy in a straitjacket. That's old school medical practice. And this is old school policing. So we need some new thinking. We need some new expectations with police. And we need to go back to a very simple, basic idea of what we want the police to do and make sure they do that well. And leave out all the extraneous shit. If we're going to defund things or reallocate monies for other people, then don't involve the police in those things uh, unless it's absolutely necessary or just coincidentally. And that's my idea about just thinking today and do we need a police force. Uh, it's been a long show, but it's been a goodie. I've loved it. I hope you do too. Catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland. Please check out our website, www.rcpodnetwork.com or email him at swagland at gmail.com. And please make sure to subscribe to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland on your favorite podcast outlet.